This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He is no need to sweat or something to gain some type of fun. There's no shame in his game, because he'll always be the same. He's your host, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, IC Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. This week, I think it's going to get a lot, 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 a lot less week. We're still... We're still chilling here on Earth. The, uh, the moon base is on the fumigation tip still. Those space fleas are running amok. But uh, I got I got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk about a trip to a flea market that I went to that I don't go to very often. Some some stuff we did in another town. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this big comic book project I got going on. It's a uh, it's quite quite a deal, man. I'm sorting all my comics. So uh, I don't know. Without further ado, let's get the out. Jump up, jump it. Giddy up. Giddy up again. Giddy up. Patrick, what is it? Where are you going? Gotta return some video I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You are listening to the Toys R Us report. Yeah, that's uh, that's some bad news, man. That's about as bad as it gets. You are, you are indeed listening to the uh, to the good old Toys R Us report. This is episode number one, number one sixty four, and we are we're still down here on Earth Base One in good old Santa Rosa. I I've been waiting to get the call from from Pooptronic Central that it's okay to go back, but that call that call has not come. So I've just been just been chilling around the Earth Base. It's it's hot as a mug out there these these past few days, which is fine because all things considered, you know, it could be a lot worse. I I'm down in the retro room watching the uh I got this videotape of the World Series from 1989. That's the one in which the that's the one in which the Oakland A's played the San Francisco Giants and there was there was an earthquake at the beginning. I found a I found a videotape that has the entire thing in its in its entirety and a lot of it a lot of it has commercials, and I, I've had that on, and it's it's pretty fun, man. It's really like it's really a nice a throwback slice of life to um to see what the presentation of the uh, World Series was like nowadays, man. It's pretty fancy back then, not even really that fancy, but also a lot of fun. What else? What else has been going on? I I've been checking the uh been checking the good old IC Robots Radio Hotline at a. Uh, 707-532-JAMS, and I, I got a, I got an unexpected message from a dude that goes by the name of, that goes by the name of A.B. Silver, he, uh, wanted to know why we didn't, why we didn't play the, uh, Johnny Coins ad, the reason, the reason is, A.B., is that, uh, the check has not gone through yet for the, for the original ads, let me, uh, I don't mind talking about Johnny Coins, though, even if he doesn't pay me, it's the whole thing is, the whole thing's weird and wacky to me, so I don't mind talking to him about it. Let's uh, let's listen to this message though. He he left it. I I I got a kick out of it. Let's hope that uh that you guys do too. Let me find it here. I should have had it queued up. Let me find it here in the drive. I don't. What did I save it as? A B A B hotline. There it is. Hold on. We it's a go. Hello. I see robots I am calling in regards to the J-Coins advertisement. We have paid you for five weeks and you have only played three. 
I would appreciate you calling me back or you could just play the commercial like you are contracted to do. If it is a matter of the check I sent you, I cut it from the wrong account. It should have been from the account for Space Pirate Financial. But I used Space Pirate discretionary funding by mistake so they booted the checkout. Another one is on the way to the moon base. It has probably already arrived. Just assume that it hasn't played a commercial. We are all set and are dropping the J coins the Friday after your show airs so please, I repeat, play the commercial. There might be some extra J coins in it for you. You do realize that we are paying you in J coins don't you? That is great. Okay amigo. Play it now. Hello bags of mostly water. It is me, Hollywood celeb Johnny. Five from the classic Hollywood movies, Short Circuit and Short Circuit number two. I am here today to tell you about the latest hip thing. It is called cryptocurrency. I am sure you haven't heard of it. It is a money that is only on the internet and is very cool and cutting edge. While this may seem confusing, trust me it is really great and something you should come to believe in. My crypto is called Johnny Coins. It will sell at a starting point of $1 a coin but will be worth Slow it down. at least $1,000 by the end of the day. I promise. So I guess, I guess we're at the day, it's two days from the day, the Wednesday that this show comes out, they are, they're gonna be dropping Johnny Coins, look man, I don't know where you buy a Johnny Coin, I have no idea, they don't, they don't even really give that info in the, in the commercial, it's, it's all a bit vague, but I guess, I guess they're gonna be out there somewhere, maybe you have to, like, reach out to, uh, reach out to J5 on Twitter, that's at, it's me, Johnny, that's his, that's his official account, he's asked me to mention that, I don't, I don't think AB Silver is on the tweets, but anyway, listen up for that, we're gonna find out about what the, uh, how much the J-Coins went for, I have no idea how any of this works, so I don't even, I don't even know what to, what to say or expect, I also, I didn't realize that I was getting paid in Johnny Coins, that's, that's news to me, but, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll take them, this whole, this whole thing has been, it's all been a bit amusing, so I'm not, I'm not really sweating it that bad. It's weird that I just, that I just described this as amusing, because I've been, I've been thinking about this anecdote that, um, took place in my youth. This was back when, this was back when we lived in Oaklawn, and I was in, I was in Scouts, it was, it was the day of the Pinewood Derby, and I was really, I was really anxious for it, you know, I wanted, I wanted it to come, so I... I wanted to make the time go by as quick as I could, so I thought maybe if I hung out with one of my one of my Oakland homies, that it uh that it might make the time fly by. So I went over to this kid named Steve's house, and I I knocked on the door, and his mom answered, and I said, "Hello, this is you know." So I'm, all, I'm all paraphrasing, but I said like, "Hello, Steve's mom is is Steve here?" And she said, "Oh, you know, he's not here right now." And I said, "Dang it!" And she goes, "What's wrong?" And I told her how. This is the day of the Pinewood Derby, and I really, I really want to make the time go by quicker, and I thought if I hung out with Steve that it, that it might make the time fly, because I, I find him very amusing, and I remember that she took great offense at the use of the word amusing. She was like, oh, so you find Steve amusing? Steve amuses you? Like, she was, like, she was like Joe Pesci in, in Goodfellas, you know, she was giving me this, oh, he amuses you? You find him amusing, and he's like, he's here to amuse you? And I, I said, I'm sorry, I... I'm gonna go back home, and I, I I think that for a while she was kind of she didn't really want Steve hanging out with uh, hanging out with your boy. So that that use of the word amusing has always been kind of sort of like a kind of a touchy subject. So I don't know, man. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into the next segment of the show where we're gonna we're gonna take a look at a movie I saw. It was called Eighth Grade. <laughs> moment at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots so that's something right.
Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever, but I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. All right, we are back, and what movie did we see this week? The movie was, it was a, uh, a film by the name of Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade is the latest arty-farty feature over at, over at the Summerfield Theater here in, here at good old Santa Rosa. Summerfield is the one in which they, they give out free cucumber water before the movie. They have free, they have free lemon water in these nice glass, glass pitchers in the front. They, they have a... They have a long row of um, toppings for your popcorn. Everything from everything from brewer's yeast to um, garlic powder. It is. This is the nicest to me. This is the nicest theater in Santa Rosa. They tend to get like the this. They get like documentaries and arty farty features and things like things like eighth grade. Eighth grade looked to be it looked to be super cringy when I first started seeing the trailers, but like cringy in a realistic way it it follows a girl as she as she transitions through eighth grade into into going into high school when I was when I was in school here the the Rickon Valley junior high went all the way up to ninth grade and then you would start high school as a as a sophomore but now now they go the more traditional freshman route and I I cannot imagine how scary it would be to be, like, a ninth grader in high school with, like, with, like, full-grown adults. Some of the dudes and chicks in high school are, like, they're, like, fully developed adults. And at ninth grade, I was, I was a super goof who still played with toys. I mean, I still play with toys, but back then, everybody was, like, aggressively giving up toys. And I was still, I was still in it. If I would have... If I would have been sent to high school, I I may have gotten murdered. It's possible that I, it's possible I wouldn't be here right now. Eighth grade, eighth grade was terrific, man. The movie is, the movie is so uncomfortable. And it's so, cringy is the only word I can think to use. We, we invited 2.0 to come along and she, when she saw the trailers, she was like, no dice. That's too real. That's too close to home. That's too cringy. I will not, I will not go see that. I don't, I don't need to leave feeling, feeling uncomfortable. And I am glad that she did not because if she would have been sitting next to me for, throughout this movie, I would have felt so uncomfortable. The movie felt like so raw and so real that I would not even want to like broach many of these topics with her. We have, we have a pretty good relationship, but a lot of these things are, these are like personal things you go through. The movie the movie follows our main character, a gal that, uh, a gal that goes by the name of, I cannot remember her name in the movie. Her, her real name is Elsie Fisher. Oh, Kayla. That was her name. Our, our gal Kayla. And she is sort of awkward, sort of weird. She, she has pimples. She has all these, all these things that you have at the time. Your body is like, your body is like in that weird stage between being a kid and being a grown up. And your brain is in between like these developmental stages. So everything is confusing. Everything is weird. Everything seems like, everything seems like impossible to, uh, to traverse. We saw her like, we see her rather being at school. We see her, we see her like trying to talk to boys. And it's like the world nowadays seems bananas with all this like, Snapchat and Instagram and stuff. Back in the, back in the day, you remember what this was like. You would come home and maybe you would talk to somebody on the phone, one of your friends on the phone for a little bit or whatever. But when you were home, it was like all these people were gone. If they weren't directly in your face, they were, they were gone. But nowadays with like Instagram and all this stuff, the people around you are around you all the time. It's like a constant barrage of, just a constant barrage of just everything at all times, and you see, you see our gal Kayla, like, really, really going through just, like, the tension of being surrounded by, 
beautiful people, beautiful things and stuff 24 hours a day while she's like, while she's in this awkward phase. I, I gotta say that the, that the performance by Elsie Fisher is definitely one of the best that you are gonna see this year. She is in all ways believable is this character. And a lot of that is because she is around that age and she is, she is going through all these things, but even acting as yourself in a movie would be difficult. Imagine they're like, imagine they're making a movie about you and you have to star as yourself. Try to give an authentic performance. It would be, it would be impossible. And she does a very, very good job on this. Oh, let me tell you this weird story that happened during the movie. Like we're sitting there, the movie started, it's like 10, 15 minutes in. And then there's like, there's like this high pitched sound and it's, it's super loud and no one can figure out what it is. A couple people went out to the lobby to tell the manager and it's like, the sound is going on for like a good three, four, five minutes. You can hear him. You can hear him like rustling around in, in the booth trying to adjust the sounds and stuff. And no one, no one can seem to figure out or stop the sound. But then the manager comes in and he, he stops the movie. This is weird. This is two times in a row. I've gone to the movies where the manager stopped the movie and come down. But the manager, the manager comes down and he goes, I just want to let you guys know that the sound you hear is a car in the parking lot. And for whatever reason, the horn is stuck. It's a Buick LeSabre. If, if you know anything about this, please, you know, please help out. But I just wanted you to know it's not our sound system. It is a car in the parking lot parked right next to the building. And then you see somebody like scurry out into the parking lot and the sound, the sound stops. And then he kind of rewound the movie a little bit and started it over again. That's weird. That's twice that I've been to the movie and had it, had it get paused whenever, whenever having had that happen in my life before. The movie was directed by Bo Burnham. He's some kind of a YouTube guy. It's rated R for language, a lot of language, fair amount of sexual material. I myself would not be cool bringing the kitties, but a lot of, when I was in the theater there, there were a lot, a lot, a lot of people brought their kids. And I, I kind of felt like this was a movie for adults about eighth grade, not a movie about eighth grade for eighth graders. This isn't like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, you know? This is like, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of questionable material in here, but it's all it's all good. This is a very, very good movie. I, I thought it was great. It plays for uh, 94 minutes, and I cannot recommend this highly enough. Elsie Fisher is great. Josh Hamilton, her dad, was great. Everybody, everybody was great. There's this one, this one kid she's in love with, this kid named Riley, and he's played with this dude, Daniel Zolgardi, and he is amazing as this, like, ninth grade, eighth grade, rather, D-bag. You need to see it. To believe it, he's perfect. This movie was, this movie was terrific. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to give 8th grade a good four, four mics. mics. Four mics. Tonight's program has been brought to you by... Richer, stronger Hills Brothers Coffee. And new instant Hills Brothers Coffee. The first instant coffee that smells like coffee. And Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes. Kellogg's Special K for bodybuilding protein. And Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle, and pop. Last weekend, I see robots went to the Vegas flea market and looked at haunted soap. This past week, the county fair started, and the county fair uses the uses the flea market grounds as their parking lot. So the the Mojo Sales flea market is canceled for a couple weeks. So me and the wife decided, why don't we why don't we hop in the uh, in the Dodge Ram and head off. Head off to another land and see the uh, the flea market there. This land, this land is a place called Vallejo. It's maybe it's maybe like an hour or so from where we live. A little bit more. If there's traffic, and there is there is a bit of traffic this time of the year. Vallejo is where it's where Six Flags is, and to go there, you kind of you kind of got to go near Six Flags. And there's always 
there's always traffic during the uh the warm months, but it's not it's not that bad. It's it's like um it's kind of fun. You kind of go slowly past the park. It's kind of cool to see the park. I don't know. I I don't mind the drive. So we we decided to head out to the Vallejo flea market. We have not been to this flea market in I think maybe maybe five to ten years. They don't they don't have a lot of like people who vend uh, like used stuff. You know like old junky toys and the kind of, the kind of stuff that I like. It's mostly, like, new kind of things, you know, electronics, and it's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll get into it. We decided to, we decided to, like, lump this in with a, with a trip to Long John Silver's. You guys know, if you listen to the food episode, that I've, I've had this, this hankering for, uh, Long John Silver's. My dude, my dude at Engineer Nerd on, on the tweets was, he said he was going to send me a fish plank, but the fish plank never, never arrived. So I had to, I had to head to Vallejo to get a, to get a fish plank of my own. The, the flea market was fun though. We had, we had a really good time. It's, it's more like a, it's more like a Mercado than a flea market at this point. It's, I would say 90% like Mexican products, like products from Mexico, Mexican Mexican fruit vendors and things like that. It really, it really has that vibe with the, um, they're playing like that kind of, that kind of Mexican flea market music you always hear with the accordions and all that stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's a fun environment. I don't, I don't mind at all. I do not mind looking at products from foreign lands. I, I find it super interesting, amusing, if I may. I find these things very, very interesting. I, I had a really great time. I only... I only got up on a couple things when I was there. We were there for maybe like, maybe like an hour to go through the, through the whole thing. And the only, the only thing I bought was I got two Blu-rays. I bought Goodfellas. It's a, it's a nice cut of Goodfellas with three separate commentaries. That's, that's one of those movies you can always, always throw on. It's a lot of fun. And I, I didn't have it on Blu-ray. So I got that. And then I got Red Dawn, not the... Not the original. I got the Red Dawn remake with Chris Hemsworth. I don't even know why, but I like this movie a lot. I don't even think it's that good of a movie. I like it. You know how Red Dawn is like a really cool movie, but at the same time, it's really violent and it's really depressing. And if you watch it, you always kind of end up in a downer mood. The The remake of Red Dawn has the invasion and the fighting, but it doesn't. It's more family friendly, I guess. It's more. It, it doesn't. It doesn't bum me out as much. I, I watched this thing on cable like a thousand times for whatever reason. I think this is like, it's like a really good movie to have on in the background. So when I saw it on on, uh, on Blu-ray, I grabbed it. I had to pay five bucks each for these. That's usually like, that's usually more than I like to pay. The the person that was selling them was like. They would not come down in any way. I'm like, how much are these? And the guy's like, five bucks. And then I said, I'll pass. But on the way, uh, the way out, I was like, I haven't even bought anything today. I gotta get, I gotta get something. I'm gonna go back to those Blu-rays. But this time, it was like a lady who was in charge of the booth. And I said, how much are these? And she just like held up five, like five fingers. Like she was like the four horsemen plus one. And I said, how about two for eight? And she just like, she looked at me like, I have no idea what you're saying. And I don't know. I don't know if she was playing, like, the Stone Cold or if she, like, seriously didn't understand who, you know, what I was what I was saying. And I said, Dos para Ocho. And she looked at me. She looked at me like, I have no idea what you're saying. And I'm like, I know my Spanish isn't great, but Dos para Ocho is, that's, you know, two for eight. It's not... It's not that hard, but she gave me that stone look, and I finally just handed her ten bucks and walked away. That's that's like a tactic you'll see in vendors sometimes. They either either they sincerely do not understand what you're saying, or they're just like they're gonna play. I don't understand what you're saying, no matter what language you use. Or maybe I'm assuming that this person's a Spanish speaker when they're really they're not even. There are a million different languages in the world. I just. I, I assumed that we're, you know, at the flea market, man. It's either English or Espanol. And, uh, I don't know. I I do not know. All I got was two DVDs, two Blu-rays, rather. And, I don't know. I had a good time, I guess, overall. There wasn't, like, a ton of stuff for me me to look at. Like, 
like I said, I dig looking at weird products and different different things from foreign lands, but there wasn't like the kind of vintagey stuff I wanted. The the one booth that I spent the most time at was it was this one booth that was in this interior part of the flea market. It's like a barn and they had they had like all kinds of like Santeria stuff. That's like this kind of like this Mexican form of Mexican form of witchcraft, I guess. I guess you would say. And they had like a whole booth dedicated to various like potions and spells and all kinds of like candles and stuff. These were these were things that would they would range from candles that might bring good fortune to your household all the way across to black candles that would that would potentially cause your enemy's death or for example they had a few that might they might cause somebody to to break up their marriage like there was one and it had it had like a broken heart and on the back you would write the name of the people that you want to break up and then I guess as you burn the candle, you you burn up their marriage or you burn up their relationship. You cause you cause harm to them. Look, dude, I'm not like I'm not like the type that believes in magic. I I don't. But at the at the same time, I don't want to open up any any kind of like any kind of potential dark forces into my world. I would never, not even like as a prank. I wouldn't even like buy some kind of candle that might cause. That might cause somebody death because while I do not believe, I do not believe that it will work. There, there has to be some kind of, some kind of karmic backlash for like, for like using a candle against somebody. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to bring in these cursed candles because that might open up my house to like dark forces. And it's just, it's certainly not true, but at the same time, it is, it's better to not mess around. There's. There's no benefit. There were also there were also soaps that you could use, like soaps that would make you more attractive to the to the opposite sex. And then there were also soaps that you would use, I guess, to make your enemies less attractive. I I don't know if you use the evil soaps on yourself or if you have to like somehow find a way to break into your enemy's house and exchange exchange their Irish spring with a with a new cursed soap. I don't know. I I didn't really want to know. A lot of the a lot of the soaps though seem to be more more like self-improvement soaps, like soaps you would wash upon yourself and money money might come to you or you might have you might have success at the at the casino. A lot of these things are are to bring money into your life, I noticed. I I don't know. I've never cast a money spell, so I can't say I can't say how successful these are, but I, I really did dig looking at the, uh, at the haunted soaps and the haunted candles, and there were, like, there were, like, teas and stuff that you could also, that you could, you could drink, they would, you know, for example, bring money into your life, or make more, make more health into your, into your kidneys, I don't know, all kinds of, all kinds of different stuff, and they were all in Spanish, and my, my rudimentary knowledge of Spanish only allowed me to, uh, understand the ones that are, like, Mas amore, por favor, you know, things like that, or dinero mas, you know, I, I don't speak Spanish anywhere near as well, anywhere near as well as I should, but I, I did have a good time looking at these, uh, these creepy haunted, haunted candles, I, I, I walked around in there for a while, and then I, I took a few pictures and stuff, and the, the guy who ran the booth, is like, he was like this tall skinny guy, he had a cowboy hat and a, a leather vest and cowboy boots and stuff, and he's like, if you're not finding what you're looking for, we have, we have a warehouse in Modesto and we can, we can ship anything here. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm just browsing about, we're, we're from out of town. We're just checking out the flea market. No need to order, order anything for me. And he goes, oh, where you're from? And I go, oh, we're from Santa Rosa. And he gets like, he gets like this sad look on his face and he goes, I'm sorry, man. Have you guys, have you guys had the, the chance to rebuild yet? And I go, oh, we're, it was a bit hairy for a minute, but we made it. We made it just fine, and he's like, oh, you know, the the Lord must have been with you. And I'm like, he sure must have. And uh, I could see in his face, like, real legitimate, legitimate sympathy. You know, this is all, this is all in relation to the big fires we had back in October. If you've been listening for a while, yeah, you know all about that. And I, I hadn't been out of town and, like, talking to people on a personal level. And I hadn't seen any of this, like, any of this sympathy. It's interesting that... 
From now going forward around Northern California, around California, we're from Santa Rosa, and people know where Santa Rosa is, that's the town that got destroyed. So I guess, I guess that's what that's going to be like. It was, it was fine. We, we didn't get fully destroyed, only partially destroyed, and we're, we're on the way back. So that was, that was cool, I guess. I did dig checking out all those, all those haunted soaps and those haunted candles. That was, that was wild. It's always fun to, to dig into a, a subculture. You know, there's, there's all these subcultures around the world, and each one has, each one has some interesting stuff, if you dig deep enough. So then, we left the flea market, and it was still early. We got, we got like a kick and jump that morning. So the, the morning was still fresh, and I'm like, let's, uh, let's go into Vallejo. Why don't we just like go there and see what's, see what's going on. So we, we got in the whip, you know, and we headed out into, uh, into V-Town, my, my history there is slim. I've been through there. I've gone to the amusement park. Like I said, I've I've been a little bit around Vallejo, but I don't I don't really have any experience as far as like digging deep. So we just we just ventured out into a uh, into the greater Vallejo. We we found like a neat bakery that we stopped that we we found a video store. This was a video store that we knew had existed before, but we didn't we didn't go and look it up this time as much as we just kind of like, we just kind of stumbled past it. It is inside of a, it's inside of an insurance office. It's an insurance office, a notary, a mailbox, and they have video rental and also, also computer repair. That sounds like, that sounds like a business that, uh, that I would open. It'd be like, if I could open my own business, like for real lives, I guess I would open like, a video store with, you know, some convenience store aspects, some, you know, some, like, slight food items as well as, like, magazines and comics. I don't know. This would be a terrible idea and I'd go out of, I'd go out of business in a, in a minute. I, I give it up to these folks for having a successful, successful video business. But the place was closed. We didn't get to, uh, we didn't get to go check that out. But I got some pics. You can find those. You can find those over at, uh, com. What else? There was, like, one main event aspect of Vallejo that I'm going to talk about in a second. But I'm trying to think of, like, trying to think of some of the, uh, some of the minor aspects that were fun. We went to this supermarket called, I think it was called Pacific Island. And it was, like, it was, like, a Filipino market. They had all kinds of various ramens and things for, like, your bobo teas and, like, um, interesting, interesting looking fish. They had fish the likes of which I have never seen over at the, uh, over at the fish counter. But the thing that was... The thing that was the wildest, they were playing this crazy DJ music in there. It was like, it was like 90s or 80s, like, rap DJ music, but all of it was like, with a Filipino bent. It was crazy. I've never been, I've never been inside of a grocery store that was playing like, playing like 90s DJ music. Like, scratches and samples. It was, it was pretty wild. And this wasn't like... This wasn't like a funky grocery store. This, you know, was, was like the middle of the day and it was, it was full of older ladies and families and just like the most random, nice, normal looking type people. And they're, they're playing this like invisible scratch pickles. It was, it was pretty crazy, but I did, I did appreciate it. I've never, I've never gone into the store and had like, they're playing the kind of music that I would I would want to play in the store if they could somehow tap into my brain and play, play what was, what was actually inside of there. It was, it was bananas. I, I had fun there. We got some, we got some crackers. We bought some crackers in a, uh, in a plastic tin. I, I wanted the, the container. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to do this, this big action figure gather from the, uh, bins in the garage. And I'm like, this will be, this will be a good bin once I, once I eat all, once I eat all these crackers. We... What else did we do? We hit up like a couple thrift stores. We didn't find anything fun. We we just kind of dipped around and took a took in the sights. When when I was like back in the uh, back in the day, the um the thing that we knew we knew about Vallejo when we're when we're like little little Santa Rosa sprats. There was this there was this rap group called Into Deep, and they had this they had this hit song that was out. So we kind of like. We had this idea of what Vallejo was like, you know, it was like, it was wild, like, like in this song, but then when I was just there on this trip, it was, it was like a smudge wilder than Santa Rosa, maybe. Beat town, brother, check it out, I'm about to throw down, dick in hand, this shit that has your toe down, 
a little city, chilling in the North Bay. Needless to say, my boys don't play fool. It was well within the uh, like the normal range that a uh, that a run of the mill cat like me can handle. There was never like even a moment where I thought anything was even like remotely weird. It was all fine. And then we uh we found and we went to what we came to Vallejo to do. Besides, you know, besides the flea market, we had an idea when we set out. We're like, first we'll do the flea market, then we'll then we'll do this. And this was this was something I've wanted to do for. This was somewhere that I've wanted to go for quite a while now. Long John Silver's three for the money. Shrimp, fish, and chicken. Three for the money in one special dinner. Big shrimp, crispy fish, tender chicken, plus hush puppies, fries, and fresh coleslaw. Shrimp, fish, and chicken. Three for the money at one special price. Long John Silver's three for the money. Shrimp, fish, and chicken special. Yep, I got to go to a Long John Silver's and not one of those... Not one of those combined Kentucky Fried Chicken Long Johns like they used to have over in over in Nevada. This was like a standalone, completely nautical themed Long John Silvers, and I was I was over the moon, man. I was like I was as happy as I've been in forever. I am I'm a Long John's aficionado, and as far as I recall, there's never been one in in good old SR. If there is. I apologize. So we've always, we've always gone over to Novato to get our fish planks. That's like, that's like maybe two towns over, but, um, they, they shut that one down. So I have been, I have been like long John free for like the, uh, for the longest time. I'm not like, I'm not like the biggest fish dude in the world. If you listen to the This Boring Life, I think it was episode 10 about food, you know that I, I don't love the fish as much as some other people, but I... But I love a fish and chips. I love a fish plank. I love a cod. I love a white fish. I love, I love a beer battered fish with some tartar sauce. And that's what, that's what they specialize over at Long John's. It's always been, always been one of my number one fast food places. And I've never, I've never got to experience it as many times as I want. So every time I do, I'm always super happy. This was, this was in a way the main reason that we went to Novato. I knew that there. I knew that there was a Long John's in the town, and with the, with the combining the flea market trip in with this, it became, it became a fun day. You don't really have to, like, you don't have to do a giant thing for it to be fun. You can, you can do something small and have it be a great time. Fun is like, fun is a state of mind. If you want to go out and you want to have fun, nine times out of ten, you will have fun. But if you're like, I don't want to go, this is going to be whack, then more than likely, it will be whack. In other words, what I am saying, life is, in fact, what you make it for the most part. Let's see, what did I get over at Long John's? I got a, I got a two-piece cod that came with three shrimps and also, like, two, two hush puppies. I really like hush puppies. I think that they're, they're just like, they're so terrific to me. I, I used to eat them at my grandma's house when we would go there. This is back when she lived in Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, and we would go visit her over the summer, and we would have, like, we would have, like, catfish and hush puppies, and it was always just, just one of my favorite, favorite dishes, and it's a great memory, so I'm happy to get the, uh, the hush pups over at, over at Long John's. I also, I like that crumbly stuff that they put at the bottom of the basket. I could go for a giant bowl of that right now. I would just eat it with a spoon like it was cereal right out of a bowl and I would be, I would be ecstatic. Overall, I found the Long John's experiment to be great. It was, it had like this theme of the sea. There were like portholes and pictures of fish. It was, it was super fun and well worth the, well worth the drive to Vallejo. I'm gonna do this again for sure. Combined with the grocery store, combined with the flea market, we went to this bakery that had, I forget what they were called, princess breads, I think is what the, I think that's what the wife called them, and she was like, she was going on and on and on about how these princess breads were like, they were the thing. I'd never heard of them, but I, I thought they were a delight, and I'm happy that she, happy that she introduced them into my life. I think that if I'm remembering right, the name of the bakery was Star Bread. I should... 
I should ask Ferg. Ferg is a baker. He knows all about this stuff. I'm talking about Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, which is which is having a summer of tanks. That's uh, that's a lot of fun, man. You got combat. I I can't think of any other tank games besides combat, but I love I love combat. I like the I like playing as a tank at any rate. I should ask Homie if he if he knows what a princess bread is. Hey, hey, Fergal, if you happen to know what a princess bread is over. Over at Star Breads, call the uh, call the hotline seven zero seven five three two jams and let us let us know. I don't know. Don't don't feel any pressure if you don't know. It's not a not a big deal. There's always there's always Google. So I had a great time. Vallejo was a hoot. I got a lot of got a lot of Pokemon Go gifts. If you're one of my if you're one of my Pokemon Go pals and you happen to get a gift from a church in Vallejo. That was, that was actually the Long John Silvers. The church was across the street, but it still, it reached into the, reached into the Long John. So I was able to get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of poke gifts from there. So it's a church in Vallejo. If you get some of those, that was the Long Johns. And it means that I, means that I care about you a lot. Take it to heart. If you want to be Pokemon Go Pals, hit me up. Hit me up on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. I'm accepting all all Pokemon Go pals. If you happen, if you happen to be cool, nerds, nerds need not apply. Let's, uh, I guess that's about it. Vallejo was fun. You can have fun anywhere you go if you try. We like Long John's Pokemon Go is fun. Ferg and the Straw Starbreds, rather. That, I think that covers everything. Let's move into the final segment of the show. <laughs> of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. It's game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. You made it this far, it's time for the final segment. The IC Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alright, we are back for the final segment of the show. This is how we end it out. Let's, let's start off with this new thing that we've been doing. I set up this gimmick called the IC Robots Radio Hotline. And you can reach that at 707-532-JAMS. J-A-M-S. That is uh, 5327, I think, if I'm remembering. If I recall, if I recall correctly. What it is, is like, it's a voicemail box. You can call... Leave us a message. We'll play it on the air. You can even shoot like shoot text messages that way, and I'll I'll read them if I if I got the time. And I got the time. What I what am I saying? I got I have I have nothing but time. This week this week we got two messages. I am going to play them in the order in which they were received. Let me let me find the first one here. I got it on the hard drive. I had to I had to digitize it. It's it's on a cassette recorder. It comes into one of those cool old cassette cassette kind of answering machines. I got this one this one at Radio Shack many moons ago. So every time I get a message, I have to digitize it and put it on the hard drive. Let me see if I can find it. I I got it. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up? It's Rob. You know, I just heard the show this week, or I guess it's last week by the time you guys are listening to this, and I heard you talking about Cold Slither and wondering if there's any toys. It's not a G.I. Joe, but there is a Transformer that sports Cold Slither. You see, in Transformers, there's an alternate universe known as Shattered Glass. It's your kind of standard run-at-a-mill mirror dimension type setting that Decepticons are the good guys and the Autobots are the bad guys and everyone's got reverse personalities and Soundwave in this dimension is a cool rocker dude and it was 2012 a BotCon exclusive the Shattered Glass Soundwave sporting cold slither on the sides of his truck thought you'd appreciate that dude it's pretty cool huh well 
you know, every every time you mention me, you mention Radio Free Cybertron, and I totally appreciate it. But these days, I'm kind of more behind the scenes, not so much on the mic. So if any of any of you cool cats want to check out my thoughts or whatever on Transformers or anything related, you guys can check out my blog. It's at www.zonebase.org, and that that's where I, I'm posting at most of the time. But please also check out Radio Free Cybertron, because just because I'm not on the mic anymore doesn't mean I'm not there caring about the show. So, hey, I don't know how to end this. It's been a while since I've recorded anything. So, everybody love everybody. Hey, hi. Hey. That was my dude, Rob. He's a Transformer expert. This guy knows all the stuff. If there's, if there's ever, like, a Transformers thing that I need info on, I always turn to this guy. And I guess I've been pointing you in the wrong direction. You can now find him at zonebase.org. Very similar to the, uh, to the Jupiter Moon Base. I, I can appreciate that. Rob... Thanks for calling in, and thanks for hipping us to that. I did not know anything about this this Transformer Mirror Universe, but I, I should have figured there would be one. There's one in, like, one in, like, everything that's cool. So, uh, man, I appreciate you calling in. Feel free to call in anytime you want. I'm always, always down to learn something that I don't know about, uh, about toys I don't even know very much about. I know nothing. I know nothing about Transformers beyond Megatron and Starscream and Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Those might, those might be the only ones that I can name. Grimlock, um, let's see, are there any others? Unicron, uh, I don't know, I don't know their names. I guess, I guess I am not the guy. Soundwave, Soundwave was one of my faves. Let's, uh, let's take in the second call that we got this week. This one, this one should be fun too. Let me find it on, oh, did, did, did. all right, here it is, go. This is Javier, and I am the creator and administrator of the Facebook page, Classic Wrestling Stars. Inviting you to like and follow my page, Classic Wrestling Stars, for all your old-school wrestling needs. I love listening to the TRU Report and Geekfest Rants every week, and that's why I'm an IC Robot Patreon. Those space fleas are becoming a problem, and let's not forget about those space pirate attacks. They need all the help they can get, so check out my page, Classic Wrestling Star, on Facebook, and become an IC Robot Patreon for little as a dollar a month. You know it's the right thing to do. Holla if you can hear me. This is Javier. Thanks, Javier. That's a great message, man. You have you have an ill voice. That was that was a lot of fun. But as as we were listening to that message, our dude left us. We got we got another one. One just popped in right now. It's from a. Uh, it's from somebody that, uh, well, I'm just going to play it, and then you can you can make of it what you will. ISR. ISR, it's me. It's me, Mr. Sensational Gino Vega. Do you remember me? It's been months, man, but the, 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 the craziest thing happened. I was sitting at home one day. I was uh, flattening out my collection of Roman Reigns posters. I heard this banging at the door, and I, I went over and I answered it. And it was a bunch of kids. It was kids, man. They were everywhere. They were surrounding the manor. I, I tried to run back inside, but they all came in. I told them to, to get out, to go back to school, and they told me there was no school. It was summer vacation. They've been here the whole time. I, I, I've been a captive. I, I just found this phone and tried calling you. But, but check it out. i got a plan. I've got a plan. I think I figured out a way to get out of here. Tell Iceberg the spoon is on the table. Got it? The spoon is on the table. I'll talk to you soon. The spoon is on the table. Got it? Dude, I got it. I got it good. Well, got it. I got it in regards to I'll be able to pass it along to Iceberg, but I don't got it as far as as far as I know the meaning of what it means to have the spoon on the table. That must be some kind of an in joke between the two of those between the two of those jokesters. They they like they do from time to time talk on the phone. Every once in a while I'll like bump into Iceberg and he's like I'm talking to Gino Vega, dude. Shut up. And I'm like, dude, why did you have to say shut up? Couldn't you have just been like, hey, can you keep it down? Or could you politely lower your voice? But you gotta, you gotta start off with the shut up. That's, that's Iceberg, though. You know, that's, that's how he operates. I, I hear word that there may be more Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcasts on the way once, once like, once summer ends, which is, which is any time now, right? As far as the school season goes, so... Hopefully, we will be hearing more from Mr. Sensational Gino Vega. And I was happy to even, 
happy even to hear this much. If you want to call into the call into the uh, IC Robots Radio Hotline at seven zero seven five three two J A M S six three two seven. If you don't have the uh, letters on your letters on your phone, I know that sometimes they do not. So it's six three two seven seven zero seven five three two. 6327. Call, leave a message, shoot us a text, do whatever, and don't worry. I added that music and stuff. It's not like you guys got to do that. You don't got to come in with a uh, with a full-on production or anything. But if you want to, that's cool too. I, I won't turn my back on something. I won't turn my back on a funky beat, son. So let's, uh, let's see what's going on as far as like, let's see what's going on as far as toy news. I... Oh, this is the main event. This is like the lead-off thing that's going to be the biggest deal of the week. I found the Migos. I came across them at my local at my local Target. We stopped at the Target in Vallejo, but they they didn't have any, and it's weird nowadays. I I go to Target, whereas before I would go to Toys R Us, and I was I'm like really into Toys R Us. When I would see one, I would take a picture of the facade and I would share the picture on Instagram. I do not. I do not in any way feel like doing that when I go to Target. But let me let me reach over here and grab the uh the actual thing. So we were in the uh in the Vallejo area and we hit up the Target there and they didn't have the Migos here. So we went to we went to the um Santa Rosa Target, the one in Coddingtown. I was I was on the lookout for a frisbee. I have a like a like a flying plastic disc, but I wanted a Whammo. A Whammo brand frisbee. I wanted one that was like Real and authentic. I've really gotten into throwing the frisbee as of late. It's a nice, a nice like a leisure time activity. The wife and I, or the or the two point and I, will cruise over to the middle school field and toss the frisbee back and forth. It's pretty fun. It's not it's not like extensive energy exerted or anything, but you do do some running because you gotta. You gotta catch the frisbee, and sometimes you throw them like super far away from where you intend to go. So you gotta you gotta walk and go get them. So it's you know it's a decent sub exercise. I think I'm having fun with it. So we wanted to get a Whammo, an authentic Whammo brand frisbee. So we went to we went to Target after checking out like Dick's Sporting Goods. We thought checked out like Big Five, and they had like flying discs, but they didn't have the Frisbee brand, and I was like, I was all into wanting the Frisbee, and I was able to find one at Target. If you're looking for a Whammo, go to Target. I got a a nice orange one with a starfish on it, and it was only $3.99. I expected to pay, like, maybe, like, nine bucks. Everything is at least nine bucks, but I was surprised to see the Frisbee was only $3.99. Quite a barg. If you really think about it, I have been playing with this Frisbee a lot. I... I'll spend money on an action figure and literally never play with it. I will, I'll see it, but I won't play with it. But the Frisbee, I paid only a couple dollars. I'm playing with this thing like, like left and right. I can't get enough. I want to master the various Frisbee toss. I got a pretty good, like straight toss. I'm pretty good at that. And I can, every once and again, I can intentionally throw like a, like a looping one. But I, I don't really have like aces control over either one. But let's. Let's get back to the Migos. So we went to the Target to look for the flying disc. And the the wife and the kid were looking at gear. You know, they were looking at like socks or whatever. So I, I motored through the toy area. I was going directly to the action figure aisles. I, I knew that they were on an end cap. So I was looking at the end cap where the, maybe like the Star Wars or the Marvel figures were. So I'm zipping, I'm zipping over there, right? And I go right past... Right past the dolls, right past the Play-Doh. I don't even look. I'm just, like, going right by. And I I go all through all the boy toys. I'm like, dang it, no Migos. And then the wife and the kid, they finally make it to where I am. And she goes, did you see the Migos? And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, the Migos are right over there. So we, we went over, and they were on the end cap with the Barbies, like the Barbie aisle. I, I guess folks thought they were dolls, and I... I was so anxious to get over to the boy toys that I didn't even look. And there they were, right on the end of the Barbies. They had... I'm going to try to go over and remember. Maybe it'll be easier to tell you who they did not have. In the the 12-inch ones, they didn't have Harley Quinn, and they didn't have Batman, and they didn't have Wonder Woman. Um, they only had General Zod. They had like five, five General Zods. And then in the 8-inch, they didn't have Jimi Hendrix... 
They didn't have Dracula, and that might be it. I think I saw everybody else except for Jimi Hendrix and except for Dracula. I myself, I bought, I got Sulu. I didn't get Chekhov this time, but I did, I did get Sulu. I haven't opened him up yet. He's right here. He's right here in the pack. I like how he looks. It's a neat head sculpt of uh, George Takai. He has um, a phaser and a tricorder and also a communicator. The communicator goes into the front of his belt and the the tricorder, you can like sling it over his shoulder. They are, they're the, what would you call this? It's like a light aqua, the same color blue as the the original Amigo accessories. I I do want to open him, but I, I like the way he looks in here. I am going to open him after a bit and put him with my my old school Amigos. They've been waiting for Sulu to join the crew. I didn't get Chekhov. I intend to next time. They had like five or six Chekhovs. They had Tootie. They had Norm. They had the gal from Charlie's Angels. They had the one from Charmed. They had Peg Bundy, but they didn't have Dracula I wanted Dracula, and they didn't have Jimi Hendrix. I wanted Jimi Hendrix. I still, I still probably would have bought Sulu first, but I may, I may have also bought Dracula. I, I decorate around the house for Halloween. One of the things I like is I have, like, Halloween action figures that I only pull out at that time of year. I got, like, my Universal Monster reactions. I got some other Universal Monster toys. I got some, some mini-mates, horror mini-mates. It would have been neat to add the, uh, Add the Dracula Mego in there. I got some of like the, not the original Remco's, the ones that came from like Burger King years later, but are like, like the Remco Universal Monsters. I got some of those and I, I keep them with the Halloween stuff and it's fun to pull them out for this like one month, once a year where it's okay to like actually have spooky action figures in the living room. And I want to add, I want to add Dracula to that, but I didn't see him this time. Maybe the other target. There's... There's, like, a truckload of targets around here. There's one in Runner Park. There's two in Santa Rosa. One in Petaluma. They're all over the place. So if I really I really want to get into it, I, I could look all over the place. I haven't been back to the other targets to see how the uh, toy overhaul is going. I hope it's going well. I hope it's going cool because as sad as it is for me, Target has become my number one toy spot of all the spots. Not, not how I like to live my life, but it is what it is, dude. You got to adapt. You got to move forward. I... I heard something about Toys R Us the other day. I think the the main IPs and stuff are going to go up in an auction next month, a bankruptcy auction. They didn't clear anywhere near as much as they wanted to during the, the bankruptcy sale. So they're going to put up the IPs and put up a bunch of other stuff. There is talk of there's a Chinese company, I guess, that's in, in the market for the IPs as well as a group of American investors, which, as I understand it, want to buy the IP and they want to try to make a go of it. I don't know. I don't know if the Chinese investors are going to do the same thing. This is all just like, I read this on Bloomberg, Bloomberg Online, so I don't even know. I don't even know about the validity or the veracity of any of this. It's just, I get like a Google update on Toys R Us. And if something pops up, I'll give it a read. I thought this was interesting. It's it's sad to watch the pieces of the carcass get sold, but you never know, man. Maybe maybe one of these guys will open up a small chain of Toys R Uses. Who knows? Anything's possible. Migo's back. Like I said the other week, you know, Migo's back. I got one right in my hand. So anything, anything can happen. I have also, I've been working on this project, and I don't think I've talked about this at all yet, but... I may have touched at it. I, I'm like in the in the process of reorganizing my entire comic book collection. The the collection resides on the on the back corner of the garage of the Earth base. They're above ground, they're easily accessible, but they are they're in like terrible order, and I've been in the process of putting them all in, you know, alphabetical order to the best of my ability. Over the years, I'll just, like, buy stuff and stuff them in there. Everything is there. It's just, it's, like, all over the place. And then I have tubs that have comics in them. I have boxes with comics. I take care of all my comics, but I haven't, I haven't really done the best job of keeping them in order. And I'm trying to, like, I want to rectify that. So I'm out there and I'm, like, taping them shut and doing all kinds of, all kinds of stuff like that. For some reason, also... There has been, like, this period of years where I buy comics, bag them, but then don't seal the bags. And they they get all tattered and it's yucky. I want everything to be, like, super great looking to the best of my ability. Because I buy these things. I spend my money on these things. I should at least, 
I should at least do myself the respect of not wasting my money by not having these things kept in a, I don't know, in a respectable manner. I'm starting at A, and I'm going to Z. Some, some series I have, like, entire runs of, but I know that I, I may never look at them again. For example, I have an entire run of Hellblazer, the old, the old Vertigo Hellblazer about John Constantine. And while I really, really enjoyed it at the time, I don't know how much I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna look at that today, and I have, like, an entire run of 100 Bullets, the, uh, the Brian Azzarello Vertigo, Vertigo stuff. I was, I was so into Vertigo books for a while. This was when, like, indie books weren't, weren't like they were today. There was, like, image and stuff, but it wasn't, like, the image that we know now. So you had to go to Vertigo to get your, like, your off-the-wall stuff. I got 100 Bullets, a whole run of that. I got Hellblazer, an entire run of that. I have all these, all these things that I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever look at again. So I'm going to have to establish a comic book clothes stack. Some, some area of the house where they, where they're kept in nice order, but they're not... They're not, like, in my face all the time, because who knows, who knows if I'll ever look at them again. I also have, like, I'll go to the flea market, and if I see, like, a neat older comic, you know, something from, like, the 80s, the 80s are below, and if it's cheap, I'll buy it, just because I don't want it to get destroyed. But I have, like, boxes of these everywhere, and I don't know what to do with them. When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere out in the garage comic area, and I don't know what to do with them. I don't have, I don't have enough to, like put together long runs of things, but they're still, they're still pretty neat. I don't, in the end, I might just end up taking them back to the, uh, flea market. They can go from my garage to somebody else's garage. I don't know. I, I don't want them to get tossed. I don't want them to get destroyed. Every time I see, like, for example, this is just, like, New Teen Titans number 12. I always think maybe somewhere there's some fool who's, like, their grail book is New Teen Titans number 12 so they can finish finish the run, and I found it, and I don't want it to, don't want it to get tossed, because maybe someday I can help somebody be reunited with it. Like, like Fat Chance, but, you know, weirder, weirder things have happened. Hold on. You've got mail. I, uh, I just got an email from Pooptronics. Let me, let me take a look at this. Um, they, they don't email me too much. It's usually, this must be about going back to the, uh, to the base. As you know, we've been off the base because of this whole this whole space flea thing. It says dot dot dot. Oh, it looks as if we are we're gonna be able to go back to the moon base, but not next week. The week after next. That's actually perfect. The week after next is the summer movie awards. It's gonna be gonna be great. I'll talk about that in a sec. I I've been, I've been worried about that, but I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't I didn't want to worry you guys. But looks like. Looks like we are going to get to go to the base, but not next week, the week after, because, oh, they need us up there a week early for repairs. It looks like they copied Emily, Engineer Emily, and Iceberg in this too. So, they're going to need us up there a week early to get things going again, but it doesn't... It says here that there aren't going to be any any um communication functions. We're just going to be... We're going to be up there dusting and resetting computers, and that, that's great. But at the very least, we will have things in order for the big the big Summer Movie Awards. That's our biggest show of the year. It's where we, we take a look at all the fantastic movies that came out this summer. Mission Impossible, Hereditary, 8th Grade. There's There's been a lot of fun stuff. We're going to... We're going to have guests. We got Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. We got Carlos Perone from over at GeekFest Rants. Gino Vega. Gino Vega is going to be here. And I I hear word that they're trying to get J5 to come present an award. We're going to have a uh, a musical tribute to Ensign, Ensign Melissa from uh, Iceberg. It's going to be, it's going to be a great show. So we'll see you. We'll see you then. That is going to drop on the, on the 29th. So... I guess next week I'll... Oh, I got a... I got an audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. I'll put that up. It's about Union Jack. Union Jack is one of Britain's great superheroes. He has an amazing costume role. We'll learn all about that on Wednesday. But then on Friday... On Friday, I'll do my best to find some way to report on what's going on with the Johnny coin. So keep... Keep your eye on that. It'll be the Friday after the 29th. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some kind of a... Uh, 
some kind of a Toys R Us report news blast out there. Just to let you know how those Johnny Coins are going. We've been we've been following this Johnny Coin saga for who who knows how long. So next week, audio handbook, and we're gonna get some Johnny Coin news. And we'll be back with the summer movie awards. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. So until then, this is me. I see robots signing off. This is the uh, Toys R Us report, episode number 164. Make sure to call us 707-532-JAMS. Leave a message. I'll, I'll play it on the show. So, uh, for me, for Iceberg and Emily, they're still on Robotopolis. Let's, uh, let's sign off if you don't know. Now you know. This has been I See Robots Radio Production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. E-L-E. That's right, ELE. What does ELE stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Saturday night at 8 on KFTY, Television North of the Gate.